Context. Context is Jesus teaching the disciples, farewell discourse, the last teaching that he's going to give to them before, and we know this, we just preached through this not that long ago, but he's going to go to the cross, he's going to die, he's going to suffer, be rejected, uh, judged, crucified, then rise again. But he said this to them in the context of their sorrow. He, he said this to them in the context of their sorrow, which is understandable because he's told them that he's going away and they don't understand all that that represents. And so he's speaking some instructive words, comforting words, edifying words to try to help them. He even recognizes that there's certain things he could say to them right now that they wouldn't really understand until the whole process unfolds and then the work of the Spirit would be to, to highlight those things and to help them to understand the things that he's been trying to teach them. And one of the things that he says here is that his leaving them is going to be, surprisingly, to their advantage. If I were sitting there with one of the disciples, I would want an explanation on that. Because it seems like Jesus beside me through all of life would be to my advantage. You, you've thought this, I've thought this. We've thought that if we actually lived during the time of Jesus, it would be easier to follow Jesus than it is now. We've thought this. If like Jesus was with you at breakfast this morning, that would have had an impact on you. Kids fighting over Pop-Tarts. You saying some things you don't want anyone else to hear, but they heard and God heard. But if Jesus was there, <laughs> that would make a difference, right? But Jesus is telling the disciples, and therefore by implication us as his disciples, that it's better for Jesus to ascend on high that the right hand of the Father and then send us the capital H helper, that it would be better for us if he does that. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that it is to your advantage that Jesus would ascend leaving you with the Holy Spirit? And what I want to get at is this idea. It's something I mentioned a few weeks ago. But I believe that as Christians, God has given us so many benefits of the God. The gospel has brought benefits to our lives. And I believe that, it, that you might think of it this way. Our benefits are up here and we live down here. You're living below the level of your benefits. 
God doesn't want us to live below the level of benefits. He wants us to live at the level of all that he's done for us in Christ. Amen? And too often, I think this is what I want to emphasize. I want to emphasize to us that there's this opportunity to enjoy the advantage that we have because he ascended and left us with the Spirit. R.C. Sproul gave a great illustration on this election season. I think it's appropriate. He said, you've seen these victory celebrations that happen every time there's a presidential election. The candidate supporters gather together on election night and they're waiting for the results to come in. And gradually the excitement builds as it appears that their candidate is winning. And finally, when the outcome is certain, the opponent offers his concession. And when that happens, the party begins. Hats thrown in the air, confetti falling, champagne bottles uncorked. And the candidate steps forward to make an acceptance speech. Well, just imagine if they were to say, this is such a great feeling. The celebration is so incredible. Let's just stay here in party mode. I don't think I'll ever go to Washington. <laughs> right? They'd say, oh, yes, you will. <laughs> That's why we elected you. We want you in Washington to work for us. God, Jesus, is going to a much more important place than Washington, D.C. He's headed, he tells us, to the right hand of God. And he says that it was better for him to leave here than to stay there with the disciples in Jerusalem. Do you get this? He's saying that this is to our advantage. It's better for him to leave and go and ascend to the right hand of God than it would be to stay right there with the disciples in Jerusalem. Because there at the right hand of God, the resurrected Christ rules and reigns in power. And one of his first acts of power was to send the Holy Spirit to us as our helper. J.D. Greer said it much better than me. I love this, though. He summarizes it this way. The Holy Spirit inside you is better than Jesus beside you. The Holy Spirit inside you is better than Jesus beside you. That that twists us a little bit, right? But what he's getting at is, what did Jesus mean that there would be an advantage to his not staying beside you, but sending the Holy Spirit to live inside of you? That's the point. And we remember that this is all in the context of bearing fruit. So what I want to do is just take a few minutes here and look in a, a refreshing way in a refresher way, at what the Holy Spirit is doing inside of us that's better than Jesus beside us. What is the Holy Spirit doing? What does the Holy Spirit do that is to our advantage? What does the Holy Spirit do that helps us? What does the Holy Spirit do that benefits us? What is the work of the Holy Spirit? What is the work of the Holy Spirit in bearing witness about Jesus? These are important questions that I think this text 
answers. So let me ask you a question. If the Holy Spirit is our helper, then how has God helped you this past week? Let me ask you another question. I'll ask a yes or no. It's a little easier. Has God helped you last week? Take a minute and think about, maybe write them down. Take a minute and think about the ways in which God has helped you this last week. How has the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you helped you? You should be able to write some things down. Now, the reality of it is, is that God, by his spirit, is bringing to mind ways in which he has helped you. And that is a very good exercise to do. But if we're going to live at the level of our benefits, then there's another question to ask. And the question to ask is, how did you ask the Holy Spirit to help you last week? Is there any connection between what you, the requests you made of God and the help that he provided? See, because if you're living at the level of your benefits, then that means that the Holy Spirit is yours. It's this advantage that you have. And we should be making regular requests of God to help us because we need the help that he only can provide. I'm convinced that this is why God allows and, and supervises and superintends trial in our lives. He brings trial in our lives to bring you to the end of your resources that you might look to him as this great helper, the great advantage that you have. A trial brings you to that place where you say, I'm all out. I don't have anything. I, I don't know how to solve this. This seems unsolvable. This, seems, this, this situation is a mess. It's never going to, way, going to go away. Lord, would you please help me? Anybody there? Anybody crying out to God? You, you, you're going through a trial that you never would have planned for yourself. You never would have orchestrated things this way. But God is working all things for good, just like he says he would. And he's doing that. And he's drawing you closer into a relationship, a deeper, more intimate relationship with him as you learn to press into him, to trust him, to take advantage of the Holy Spirit and, and, and the work of God, the Holy Spirit, in our lives because the Holy Spirit inside you is better than Jesus being. Beside you. I just, uh, I'm looking out and I'm seeing the leeches sitting out here, and they shared a testimony with us not long ago, and that testimony has ended up in a book. I had it with me last week. Um, 
But their, their story, you guys remember, their story was powerful. They shared in tears the trial that they are, are enduring, that God has brought to them. And they shared. I, what I loved about their story and the reason why it resonated with us so much is because they shared with raw emotion how, yeah, it's, I believe that Jesus has overcome the world in these trials, but this is hard. They shared with us how hard it is, but how God is meeting them in the midst of this trial. And their story has actually ended up in a book. I'm sure it's the, I think I checked once, it's the most watched YouTube video of Brandywine Grace's history. People talking about a trial that they didn't want themselves. But it's put them on their knees, crying out to God to be their helper. You said you would help, Lord. We need your help. And finding him to be an ever-present help in time of need. So what's the Holy Spirit do? Let me just hit a few things. We see them right in this text. Jesus tells us that I'll categorize it this way, that the Holy Spirit preaches to us. So the Holy Spirit inside of us preaches to us. Look at what he says in verses 5 through 7. I'm going to him who sent me. None of you ask me where you're going. Because I've said these things, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, and then he begins to tell us what the Holy Spirit will do when he comes. If I don't go away, the helper won't come. This, this is a crucial understanding for, it's a crucial saying for an understanding of the Holy Spirit's work. Jesus is not applying that two persons of the Godhead can't be co-present. That's not, that's not the point. An understanding of the Trinity of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, means that all three persons always co-present. The crucial phrase is go away. And it doesn't so much emphasize a spatial separation as it means Jesus' spiritual exaltation. Jesus is going away through his death, through his resurrection, through his ascension. And he's going into the Father's presence. And this going away makes the ministry of the Holy Spirit possible. If Jesus said if he doesn't go away, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is impossible. And I think too often when we think, we were talking about this in Explore, when we think about the work of the Holy Spirit, we, we, this is what I think is true for most Christians. We tend to be Trinitarian in belief, but binitarian in practice. Trinitarian in belief. So we believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus the Son. We believe in God the Holy Spirit. But when it comes to kind of practically working that out, we're really not sure what the Holy Spirit does. And it's because we don't study enough. It's because we don't seek to understand that. It's because it's, it's, it's a little fuzzier it's, it's like real clear what the Father does. It seems real clear what Jesus does. And we're okay with all that. But now you're starting to talk about the Holy Spirit. One of the things the Holy Spirit does is 
preaches. If you are in Christ, you're a Christian, it's because of the preaching work of the Holy Spirit in your life. He took the truth of God's word and he applied it to your heart in a way that you realized, I really need Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit preaching in our hearts. And this is necessary. So, so I, I want to ask a question. How can we access more of the Spirit's activity and power and presence in our lives? How can we access that more? Who wants more of that? Well, I think it's real simple. We have to stop focusing on ourselves and begin to focus more on the Holy Spirit. Begin to focus more on God. We miss out oftentimes on the work of the Holy Spirit because we're looking in the wrong place. We're looking in the wrong direction. We look to, to things, even good things. We look to them to satisfy when, when the Holy Spirit is trying to help us see that Jesus is the great satisfier of your soul. But you, we look to, uh, there's always the typicals. Let me give you some atypicals. We look to chocolate chip mint ice cream from Turkey Hill. We look to getting that big project done. We look to a late night door dash of Kung Pao chicken. We look to the possibility of relationship. We look to social media. Scroll, 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 scroll. Maybe one of these will make me feel good. Scroll, 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 scroll. Well, that feels good. Scroll, scroll, scroll. And so we live below the level of our benefits because our benefit is the Holy Spirit given to us. But we look to other things, good things and bad things. You can turn anything into an idol. Anything. Philadelphia Eagles, 6 and 0. Green Bay Packers, not 6-0. I'm talking to someone who knows who I'm talking to. But we look, you see this? We look to things to satisfy us. Jesus wants, it's great. Be, get, watch the Phillies. I don't watch baseball, but I've been watching playoff baseball. And people say, ah, you're jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. It's fun. <laughs> 
I'm not gonna watch 160 games. Are you kidding me? I got better things to do with my life. But what I'm saying is, like, we get caught up, and that's a gift. That's a gift to be enjoyed. That's this balance. Like, you can enjoy the Phillies. The Phillies are, are a great gift of God to be enjoyed. But they're a terrible God. Terrible God. False God. Won't deliver to you ever. They're going to fail you at some point. Even if they go on a run. And win the World Series. Listen, it's been 11 years since they made the playoffs. They're going to fail you. But Jesus never fails. He will not fail to satisfy our soul. The problem is we're looking in the wrong direction. I was telling the men on the retreat this illustration that I think will will function here. I remember uh, growing up, I did a lot of hunting. We went deer hunting. Uh, we did a lot of hunting. But I remember when my brothers, I'm the oldest of five boys. Lord, have mercy on my mother. I was the oldest of five boys, and, and my, the last of the, the, them were significantly younger than me. Was like my, youngest, my, brother, uh, my youngest brother is 17 years younger than me. And so when we would go hunting, I remember there was a point in time where they started to join us hunting. And so I remember us telling them, and I'll try to explain this for, all, for those of you who don't, don't hunt. Um, there's something that you can do. It's just called a drive is what you do. is You're trying to push the deer through the woods, and you put people on stand waiting for those deer to come. So, so you cover a, a large uh, tract of land, okay, and you walk. And so you line up and you walk, and your hope is that you'll scare the deer and push them towards the hunters that are waiting for them. And I clarified with my little brothers the whole plan. Like, this is what's going to happen. This is how you're going to get your first deer. This is how you're going to kill your first buck. Like, and I explained this to them. It was, so, it was crystal clear. And so they had, you can't walk through, you can't walk right through the place where you're going to go and stand. they got to go all the way around because they can't, stir up the deer on their way to the, to the place that they're going to stand. So they go and stand. And I was in this big woods, and so I could see them clearly. And as I was walking, just as I expected, the woods literally moved with deer. I mean, it was like there was probably 100 deer just running. And I got, and I'm waiting for their, I'm waiting for the guns to fire. What is going on? They're, I know. These guys are being literally run over. No gunshots. I come over the hill, and they're standing. I literally see. I saw bucks, like, sneaking, seeing them, their backs turned to them, and sneaking away out the, the back door, so to speak. I get down. I said, guys, what are you doing? They said, what, what did we do wrong? I said, you didn't see any deer. They said, no, we didn't see any deer. I said, it's because you're facing in the wrong direction. <laughs> These deer were literally tapping you on the shoulder before they left. <laughs> What's my point? My point is this. 
You want the Holy Spirit to work in your life. You show up on Sunday morning, you get a little bit of truth, and you want this, and you want the active, empowering presence of God at work in your lives, but you're looking in the wrong direction. Spirit of God, the Scripture tells us that the whole earth is full of His glory. Who's going to see it? Who's going to see the glory of the Lord that fills the earth? It's those that have their eyes opened and are looking in the right direction. They're not looking to the things of the world to satisfy their souls. They're looking to the Spirit of God. Amen? So more people, more partners at Brandywine Grace, more people in this community who will make the Spirit of God our helper, our great focus. We're going to look in the direction. We're going to look around at these other things and say, thank you for these gifts. Thank you for these gifts. But these gifts, they don't satisfy my soul. You do. So I'm looking to you. This is what it means to remember the Holy Spirit. This is what it means to live at the level of our benefits. This is what it means to not allow the gift of the helper to go unappreciated, underutilized, undervalued in our lives. Amen? Let me just, we're going to do communion here in a minute. Let me just see what else I want to recap. Let me just give you one other thing that the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit counsels, verses 8 through 11. When he comes, he'll convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin because they don't believe in me, concerning righteousness because I go to the Father, you'll see me no longer, concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. The Holy Spirit counsels us. Counsels us. The Holy Spirit, I would say it this way, he's the helper, he's in charge of the follow-up ministry of the gospel. It sounds so boring. You know, if I, was, if I was God, I wouldn't want to be the Holy Spirit. He just is a helper. God's called us to be helpers. Some of us ain't trying to be helpers, though. I don't like being a helper. I like being the one that gets helped. I like to boss people around. The Holy Spirit, though, is identified as the capital H helper. He's helping. What's he helping with? What's he doing? He's counseling us. What's he counseling? What's he doing? He's taking the word of God and helping you to understand it. That's why I pray. Open my eyes. The Holy Spirit does that. He's taking the word of God and actually touching you emotionally. Like he, he takes the word of God and he, that's why I pray, warm my heart. Cause me to feel the way you want me to feel about this. But the Holy Spirit is counseling in this way. He's discipling in this way. Also, he's taking the word of, of God and applying it to your heart so that you actually change and become more like Jesus. 
This is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit disciples. But in the same way that we, we don't look in the right direction when we think of the Holy Spirit preaching, when, the Holy, when we think of the Holy Spirit counseling us or discipling us, we don't look in the right direction either. Here's what I mean by this. How much time are you spending in the Word of God allowing the Holy Spirit to counsel and disciple your soul versus how much time you're allowing other things to disciple and counsel your soul? I'm convinced it's harder now to be a preacher than than it ever has at any other time. Because because every day, all day, you're listening to the voices of culture all around us, preaching, counseling, discipling. And culture tells us what is socially acceptable and what isn't. Culture tells us what's politically correct and what isn't. And then for a few minutes on Sunday morning, we hear the word of the Lord, the law of God. And there's something about the voice of culture in the world that doesn't line up with what we see in the scriptures, but we only give the scriptures 35, 40 minutes, 45 minutes a week to have like this transforming effect on our lives, but we give these other things just an open door to disciple us, to train us. And we wonder why we don't look more like Jesus than we should. We wonder why we're not being conformed more and more into the image of Christ. We wonder why we're being conformed more and more into the image of the world, into the image of culture. And it's because we are constantly taking that in and the Holy Spirit doesn't get the time that he needs to needs is an interesting word, but but that he needs to form Christ in us. Does that make sense what I'm saying, church? I think more true than ever, because we live in the information age, because we live in the technological age, we can get access to anything. My kids can't imagine that that, that you couldn't find a song instantaneously. Like you used to have to go buy the cassette. You know, and for some of you, you had to buy the album. You can't imagine like waiting for this, not having like instantaneous. We can have anything. You can read anything you want. You have access to just there's more power in your iPhone. The technology that put the the man on the moon is is it's more powerful on your iPhone than it is in what they had. We have information. We're just deluged with it. All kinds of of truth mixed with a little lie. All kinds of stuff. What the church needs right now is, is to be renewed by the Holy Spirit in looking at God's word and saying, Lord, would you shape me? Mold me. Spirit of God, take the word of truth and change me. Transform me. Help me to think about things rightly. Church, this is what we need. This is what we need more now than ever. We have to be willing to set down 
social media, we have to be willing to set down all the things that bombard us and create some, some uncomfortable moments of silence where we sit with nothing else but the Word of God, maybe a pen and a journal, and asking the Spirit of God to take the truth of God's Word and apply it to our hearts. That was a long sentence. Let me get the band, and, and, and whenever you, you band up first, <laughs> sorry, I wasn't in the for <laughs> Okay, band, and we're going to celebrate communion. I just was, uh, we, I just told you I was teaching the Explore class, and there was a, there was a bunch of great people in there. There was a dear saint, though, Kathy, I think is her name, she she asked a great question. I'm teaching all 1 Corinthians 12 through 14 and how we have to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. She's an older saint. Been through a lot and followed Jesus, I think, for many years. And she just said something. She said, I have a question. I said, yeah, what's your question? She said, I understand what you're saying how we have to earnestly desire. And she said, this, this is what I'm trying to do. I get up every morning, and I know she's not perfect. She certainly didn't say that she is. Theolog- I've never seen her sin, but uh, theologically I know that she is a sinner. <laughs> But she just said, um, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. I get the, I get the word of God out, and I, and I just pray. And I say, you know, would you, I'm just laying my life before you today, just like I did yesterday. I just want to serve you, and I'm asking that you would speak to me, and that you would lead me, and you would guide me into any, anything that you want me to know. You would teach me that, and that's what I try to do every day. Is that what you're saying? She was asking. And I just looked at her. And I said, boy, I wish we could get a bunch more partners in Brandywine Grace that'll just get up every morning, get the word out and say, I'm putting everything else away. And I'm just asking that you would speak to me from your word. We'll turn this place upside down, church. If we will just be those who take advantage of the helper, he's come to us, the Holy Spirit inside us, better than Jesus Jesus beside us. And just ask the Holy Spirit, just look in the direction of God and and lift your hands to him and say, Lord, I need you. I, I need you more than anything else. You satisfy me. Lord, would you speak to me from your word? Simple, so simple, so ordinary, and yet so extraordinary. Amen? Amen.